Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset, fertility coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a business coach and consultant to agencies, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. This week, Jane and I are delighted to be here with the lovely Catherine Thomas Humphreys, also known as the Finfluencer. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful for me, but I love it. Um, Catherine is an award-winning financial coach, will writer and qualified financial advisor. She helps parents firstly improve their own relationship with money and learn to enjoy it, save, make and ultimately grow more. Um, She also helps parents who want to live ethically, consciously and in line with their personal values to use money to grow and support themselves, their family, their business and the wider community. So welcome, welcome Catherine. And this is interesting, when I was reading your bio, there's some things in there that I didn't know you do. And I, I messaged you, I think, before Christmas and said, Oh, I didn't know you were a well writer. Wow, that's interesting. That's another another tick to your bow. Um, so yeah, welcome. It's lovely, like I said, lovely, lovely to Thank have you. you here. And and money is such a big topic for so many people, whether it's a good topic or a bad topic. Um, so yeah, just share with us a little bit more about um, what you do. First of all. Yeah, sure. So, firstly, I thought you pronounced the influencer beautifully. Did so I? Oh, thank you so yeah. much. I've been practicing. <laughs> thank you. Um, I think the the, the word originally. Um, I genuinely believe that each of us individually are our own greatest influencers, including mm. financial. So it was more sort of just to push them together, not because I am, but because every single one of us is, and I think mm. that's really powerful place to start any money relationship yeah, yeah. um and I kind of I mean I looked back um over how I grew up for example and money often felt like a very external third party something I didn't have any control over mm. maybe didn't understand um kind of grew up with a sense that there wasn't enough but maybe didn't recognize that I could have an effect on that so as I got older and realized actually I'm I'm in control here. Mm. Um, it's not just happening to me. I've got these um, decisions I can make, these beliefs I have, um, these emotions that I've got. And if I can bring that into me and step into that, and then actually that's what begins to change our finances. So that was the, the, the premise really of what I do and probably why I do it. So a lot of my work is coaching yeah. and it's coaching wonderful people they I love my clients who have blocks or emotions or fears often around money mm. that's stopping them or getting in the way of them engaging and managing their money to support the life they want yeah um and it's lovely seeing that transformation the wills is imagine. part of that money yeah and yeah. that the way I look at money is it's kind of five areas how we make it how we save it how we spend it, how we invest it, and how we gift it. So really, it's a kind of all-encompassing 
mm-hmm. into what the life we want. And I think really it's us in the center and it's us using a money for the life that we want. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I love the five areas aspect as well. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's so, so much more in that, isn't there? Um, your sort of backgrounds, Catherine, what, what brought you into, you know, wanting to, to talk about money all the time because that's what you do isn't it you talk about money yeah. sort of every day and for some people that would be you know really frightening thing to have to talk and be open and honest and transparent about money so yeah what what brought you into being the amazing financial coach that you are now I think almost exactly what you've just touched on there that we, as a society we don't talk about money and I think mm. that's why it remains remote perhaps yeah. that's political that it's not in our education system perhaps it's cultural that mm. we just don't like to share um, so what that did is all through my life I was kind of getting little triggers and moments and not really putting them together until probably in my early late 30s early 40s So I grew up, my dad was a nurse, and there's five of us on a nurse's salary. So I wouldn't say we were poor, but there was no meat on the bones. There was just an awareness that you had to appreciate everything. Um, And that sense of scarcity brings a fear, brings Mm. an anxiety. So the emotion around money is set very early on. Mm. Um, Added to that, where I happen to live... On one side of our hedge was a massive, huge house and clearly people with money. Mm. And then down the road, we were on the, the edge of a council estate and you saw, yeah. the, saw the other side. So as a child, I guess I was interested in why, why these different outcomes, why these different lifestyles and, and behaviours, but <clears throat> didn't necessarily click. I mean, I wanted, yeah. to be, I wanted to be a psychologist, Helen. I didn't want oh, to go into finance. Yeah, that was oh. going to be, remember Cracker? I was going to be yeah. a forensic oh, psychologist. Oh, I love Cracker. I know. Oh, um, so, Bobby Coltrane? Bobby yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, loved that. He's but no, great, so he did yeah, he quite did recently, that. actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so... But I think the psychology and the human side obviously carried through. Um, Then I had a family very young um, and that was I loved. I really loved being a mom. I loved my family. The finances are just an anxiety all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that just taught me that you can repeat a mindset and a a belief and a set of habits. So you get in a cycle and you Mm. think that the money comes in, there's hardly any in the bank and you're constantly trying to work out what you're going to do next. And what I realized actually is there's a magic. Uh, We can manifest, we can create it. We, even if it is only just to make enough, I thought, well, if I can magic just enough, why can't I create more? So yeah. it was really challenging my own mindset about what I thought about circumstances and my my beliefs. Um, randomly took a tangent, uh, trained as a yoga teacher. It seems massively, massively random, but that actually taught me a lot. There's a, so many similarities. I think it's a whole different episode on how yeah. we approach life through yoga um, mm. in our own life and with money. And then it's, it's very I grounding, kind of looked, isn't oh, it? Yoga just to, very just grounding. To sort of say that. So it, it can be massively linked to, to how you look at money. Um, and I can definitely see the connections. Yeah. And I think it gives you space to to reflect in that moment. Mm. And yeah. that's the everything we do is really a personal development, self-development. And it's the same with our money relationship. So if we're going to pause and mm. think I'm, I'm going to carry on playing this movie 
as per yeah. the script. I'm going to pause and rewrite the next chapter. Um, so I think that was quite a quite key, and also yeah. so many other things like balance, flexibility, adaptability. Um, and then I kind of managed to fix my own finances. All of that work and that curiosity and questions. Um, went from living in this kind of young family cycle of not having enough to, Mm. well, actually, I'm not going to rent anymore. My mindset says there's so much rent I can't afford to save. Well, I'm going to challenge that. Um, So over two years, that's Mm. what I did. I doubled my income once, then I doubled it again, then I bought a house. And then from there on in, I've taken those lessons and those beliefs and thoughts and used them to, to create and imagine um, the the next step for for me, and that's now what I help my clients do. Brilliant. Amazing! I think it's so true what you say, Catherine. That, and I, th- I think it's as well for our generation. You know, money wasn't talked about in school. You, you weren't educated on it, and you weren't. You know, you had a piggy bank for your savings account. You know, and that was as much as it went. I literally yeah. was a, a little pig with shape of a. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that was the Nat West pigs. Yeah. It's like, we, but you weren't given any more advice in terms of, you know, how, what you can do with it and your options and, and how you should look after it and how you should manage it. And that was never given. And yet I, you know, I, along with myself and I know a lot of other people out there always had that. You were kind of brought up in that you've got to work really hard. You've got mm-hmm. to do your, get your grades. You've got to go to university. You've got to work hard at it. You've got to get a job. You put your head down. You work hard because that's how you make money. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're brought up in that, it's very hard to shift that mindset and you automatically when you go into even running your own business you go into push 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 and mm. I've got to do all this stuff because I've got to work hard and I've got to get all the customers I've got to get the clients and you you, you burn out basically because you're yeah. doing all this stuff um, yeah. and you know and in the last three year and a half I've sort of learned a lot about the money mindset and all of a sudden I've realized all these other people are now all money mindset and the importance of it and it's mm. it's really changes now how you look at your finances or your money and how you create it as well yeah um yeah, and yeah I think definitely. You, obviously if, you know when people come to you Catherine for you know, people come as clients and you know that's the thing I think it's getting people in that understanding of that way of looking at it um can be really quite transformational massively massively yeah. and I think uh, because of that lack of education and experience and interaction with it we tend to go many of us go and um, we make mistakes and then there's no one to talk about. And we're actually very, very hard on ourselves with our financial mistakes. And often they carry extra feelings of guilt mm. and shame. So we get into that, I'm not good with money, or we build up debt and then we think, I've done this thing that I shouldn't have done. Um, or we have a really good income. So when I broke down those five areas of money, I think you'll see different beliefs and different behaviors in each area. It's not mm. money per se. So I could see people who really do earn great amounts of money. But then there's an underlying belief or maybe sense of not being deserving or not worthy or don't know how to keep it. Um, And it sort of comes in and goes back out again. So when they get that opportunity to really explore and be aware of what am I thinking? What am I saying to myself? What am I feeling about this particular aspect of money? And what do I want to be thinking, saying, believing instead? So massively, massively transformational. And that's the part mm. I love. I love it when we get that aha moment um, yeah. Yeah. and it sticks. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to get that aha moment. And I think it's until people mm. start to see it and they really feel it's like, ah, no, you need to get that connection with it. Because I think when you speak to somebody firsthand about it, you know, about how 
you can manifest it, but how you can get your energy behind it and all these things. I know when I was told that, I thought, what the heck? Energy, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, vibration and frequency. Yes, I, no, I, I, I shake, I vibrate. <clears throat> I, you know, it's taken me a long time to really un- get the understanding of it. Now I get it. I totally mm. get it. And I love mm. it. You know, I, I love it. I do a Bob Proctor abundance meditation every morning and I love it um and that's something I two years ago I would never have done in my life mm, ever yeah, but I've, yeah. I've got to learn sort of how it works but also how it makes you feel mm, and I absolutely love feel. it yeah um, the feel and is it's the feel so and, important. and people really struggle to get behind that side of it um it's that just I think if you're not in that sort of world if you like then people just see it as money is basically what goes into your bank account and then you pay out and bills mm. and whatever you've left and that's it um and getting behind the sort of energy side of it is a totally different world but i love it it's mm. a great world behind behind in it is mm. and i think it does help if we we put it in a language that's our own yeah. so i remember mm-hmm. reading the secret um i was probably i had bought mm. the, the house so mm. i believed that i there was some I'm going to call it ability to create uh, because the word manifest didn't resonate with me. It didn't feel close. It felt very remote, very alien. And it's hard to fully put your faith or trust into something that you're not quite connected with. Um, But I think if we can understand it in our own language, that um, that's the word that gets moved around and used. But actually, what does that really mean? And then I kind of look for the evidence of where we do it elsewhere. I mean, we're, we're business owners. We started with a thought, uh, that imagination to create a business. Mm. And then it's real. And that's exactly the same process is to take something from that thought and to bring it out into the, to the real world. And it really has to be closely linked to something purposeful and meaningful to us it's how do we get bigger and step into that world to do that yeah yeah and it's true I think the word like the word manifest is especially at the moment I would say it's very much out there as being the word Mm -hmm. of the moment is manifest but if it doesn't resonate with you and I've just written down what you said there Catherine the ability to create Mm-hmm. just instantly just resonated with me so much more than the word manifest mm-hmm. it's actually yeah the yeah. ability to create what you want to create just massively sits with me so um I completely agree I think the wording and, and how you feel is so so important what would you say um you know when you're when you're dealing with your clients and you're doing your coaching what are the main sort of challenges that come from your clients I think the the one I most commonly see is fear. Um, Mm. And that's not fear of money necessarily. That might be fear of change. That might be fear Mm. of success. Or that might just be fear of complexity or the unknown. And that fear shows up in in different emotions, um, related sort of anxieties and stresses. Um, Or to trust, to suddenly learn. So on that theme, for example, of the we have an ability to create, to trust yourself to do that and to mm. trust in a process that doesn't necessarily sit with everything else we've ever been taught. Um, and fear in terms of money habits, um, how it tends to either I'm not looking or I don't like this feeling, so I'm going to go and make myself feel better by spending. Um, mm. So yeah. it comes up in different habits. Yeah. But if you can kind of identify, well, here's habit. So the habits, that external behavior, that's now your cue to, well, something's going on, isn't it? If this 
behavior is occurring, what creates that, what's driving Mm -hmm. that, what's Mm -hmm. uh, prompting that. And it's doing it for a good reason. And I think this is really key, actually. We assume that if we're not good with money or we've got a habit that we don't like, so let's take emotional spending or overspending, that's actually helping us. And I think when we recognize that we're our mind and our hearts are doing this, this behavior because we get something from it. It makes us mm. feel safer. Mm. It gives us a reward, um, which is how we build habits, isn't it? Here's a thought, here's a feeling, here's an action. And then the cycle goes around. Yeah. So instead of berating ourselves and say, okay, this is helping me, how? And get curious mm. about that. And then it's almost redirecting it. If I want yeah. this pleasure or this outcome and it helps me in this way, what could I do instead mm. where I create a new, better mm. habit? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I was reading the other week about resistance mm. to, you know, resistance to, you know, maybe getting the, the, the job you want or the earning the money you, you want. Um, and I used to think, why would you ever resist it? Of course, you're not going to resist it mm. if you want it. But actually, it's the unreally understanding the resistance because, it, you know, how they said about how you could come up in various ways but it might just be that you know you talk a lot about people have that fear but it's not always just the fear of not having it it's the it's the fear of what if something else happens or what of this and yeah. it's the other, all the other connecting things and that creates a resistance to you then not sort of creating what 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 it is that you want so it's just I think when you really delve into it, it's so interesting to see all the things you never you wouldn't really think about affect just your sort of mm. how you, you you live your life and how you you know, you, you make your earnings and what you do with them. Um, mm. And I mean, you must find, Catherine, obviously you see these transformations in your clients. Um, you know, what, what's the sort of things that people transform in, if you like? Um, so I remember one of my earlier clients, he was a um, lovely, lovely gentleman, um, earned an awful lot of money. And his thing if you like that he'd originally come for was that he would go and he would massively spend so he'd go to um, an auction and buy really expensive furniture and then he was back to to zero and I think that the crux came when the partner said well I'm not moving in with you because this is this is a serious habit that's going to financially impact us Mm -hmm. Um, and in volume it looked massive Um, so for him recognizing what the actual childhood experience was which was a loss of money in his particular case had meant well if I spend it I'm in control you I'm not going to lose it Mm. am I so um him recognizing that he had he could trust himself with it it wasn't going to necessarily he didn't have to have that fear of losing it that his what he gained from spending he could find elsewhere and I think this is also important is that to also allow that part to still exist but it doesn't have to be mm. so huge. So, you know, if you go, it's a bit like dieting, isn't it? If we go into January and suddenly we're not allowed any sugar, any, yeah. all of those, <laughs> we deny ourselves, <laughs> yeah. then we kind of squeeze it down and it, it still pops up because that's still, there's a, a need there that still needs to be fulfilled. So I think to make space for it. So for him, it was trusting himself and, and finding that confidence in his own sense that he wasn't going to be lost finding a channel where he could still exist and that could still be played out and also re-channeling that actually it was really important to him to to have that family and that relationship and do that money well um and I think for him when he realized that he that childhood memory Mm. um that he'd had was still tightly tightly connected 
And then that meant when he went into that situation, he's like, oh, now I do this. Yeah, and there's a, a saying. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And there's a, mm. I, I've slightly um, changed the saying, but it's along the lines of we're destined to repeat what we don't understand. Yeah. So if we never yeah. bring that development or that awareness into the moment, it will just keep on playing out and playing out. And I had the same. Um, mm. All the way during my 20s and 30s, I'm like, why am I still doing this? Why am I still mm. doing this? Um, so the awareness and curiosity as to why is that kind of moment. And I think once mm. that comes, you start to spot it and then you can do the rest of it. Um, so I think when people say just budget, it's it will not work um, mm. if you don't recognize why it is that there is a splurge or mm. um that you're too restrictive so budgeting is a really key money skill but it's not always the first place to start because mm. if you don't understand why you're not succeeding with it in the first mm. instance you're just going to keep on repeating that yeah it is true so, you know just to have that understanding is 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 so important I just want to touch on the uh, the other bit that I wrote out as uh, said out in your bio about the ethical and the sustainability side of money. Um, we chatted, well, I don't know, well, before Christmas, wasn't it, about yeah. a few a few things. And yeah, I think you asked me the question is, do I know, something along the lines of, do I know what my bank does with, with my money? <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, <laughs> I, I've got a bloody clue. I've got no idea. I know. And I was very honest with you, Catherine. I've got no idea. And you asked me a few questions about values and, you know, was I still aligned with my bank? And it really, really made me think of a few things. Of like, I've got no idea anymore mm. about what my bank does. So I've got quite a few banks. I've got business banks. Mm. I've got personal banks. And it just made me really think. And I said to you, right, I'm going to change my bank because the few things you've said, I was like, that just doesn't align with me anymore. And I looked into it and did a bit more research um and I have I have Yay. now changed my bank because <laughs> wow. after 26 years 26 years I've been with that one bank and they've been very very good for other reasons I have them for my business and but you know what really struck with me is all I had after 26 years of changing banks was a one-line letter a one-line letter saying we've agreed your switch and I just thought mm. Do you know what I thought well there we go that says it all doesn't yeah. it you know mm -hmm. um yeah. so I'd love to know more about you know what is it that's important about ethical banking and not just banking actually pension savings and what it can do for you as an individual and and your money yeah um so I think if I go back to we are the center of our money relationship, every yeah. single one of us um and then when you start to think well what's valuable to me um, more and more of us and myself included it's actually about am I am I doing good am I mm. not doing harm or am I are my own actions um, about something bigger um, and I even going back to that kind of teen in me that wanted to, to be a forensic psychologist um, even though there was almost no money I was hearing messages in my own family that uh, we have a choice. It was almost a political choice. So okay. that the messages are, you know, if you don't like how a company does its business, well, you don't give them your money. Um, mm -hmm. If you like a local farm and you give them your money. So that message was there very, very young, that there mm -hmm. is a, a power or a vote, if you like, with, with our money. And I think I just carried that through 
again without questioning because we do um but the more and more I questioned, the more I thought, well, actually, I really, so I will gladly and quite happily just boycott a brand because I don't like what they do. Mm. And to me, that's natural. Mm, and it was yeah. so normal and so natural. It never even occurred to me that I knew something or had learned all these things over the time that might be useful for, for other people. Mm. And then when I went into financial advice, um, and now we're looking at investments and pensions, um, and we're thinking, well, where's the question about, well, what does this person believe? If you're, for example, vegan and recycling, and yet your pension is sat in funds that are supporting fossil fuels, you know, surely there's a mismatch here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that think. conversation, no, no. And I think we have to bring that conversation mm. in. We think of money often as um, I get paid or I earn it and I spend it. And yet there's these other facets of it. Um, and there's a, a really interesting statistic um, oh, from a company that's called, I love a stat, <laughs> uh, from Make My Money Matter. And they've well. looked at the impact. If you switch your pension into greener funds, so in terms of your, your carbon effect, you're gonna, it's 21 times more impactful than if you gave up flying for the rest of your life. So oh as individuals, oh I know, and we're here Whoa. making these individual <laughs> decisions. But if you have a pension, um, and I just think, you know, when it comes to we've got families, we've got businesses, we've got mm. lives, and it's very, very hard to sustain the energy and the time and the thought with our daily habits. Are, are we recycling? Are we buying from good brands? Mm. And yet, if you've got a pension and perhaps mm. greening that has an impact, why do, maybe do that first? Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. Make, it, um, make a step that you you know you can control. That's that's mm-hmm. you're not something you have to do every day. It's just kind of taken care of by somebody else. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, and then for example, when I I know a lot of people who want to spend sustainably, maybe that's consuming less. But then, if they're consuming less, maybe they're saving more. And if they're saving more, but their money is going into a bank whose loan book is with fossil fuel companies, um, and they is that what you want? And mm. now it's not that we all need to switch and that we all need a green pension or we all need an ethical bank. But if there's something about our daily habits that is saying these things are massively valuable to me, and that's showing mm. up in where I shop or how I eat or how I recycle or whether I've got an electric car, if those daily habits are there for you, then I think to step wider and just have the guidance like, okay, if that's important, does that work in your bank? Does, does that, mm. Is that supported in your how you're gifting your money with mm. your will other charities or even if you're running a business um what can you do in terms of supporting projects or charities or um there's there's so much but so by kind much, of breaking yeah. it down that it's not just do I spend or don't I spend and where do I spend and where don't I spend you've got these mm. these other areas that can take a lot less energy and be massively massively impactful yeah, that is so interesting, you know, Catherine, because I would never, ever think about it in that way. Because I think, like probably most people as well, when you choose in your bank or your pension or a savings account, whatever, you look at the main things. What's the rate? Am I getting charged for it? Do I get any extras with my bank, like insurance and all these things? Because that's yeah. all that's advertised all the time. Mm-hmm. If you go in the bank, yeah. they show you that. You see it on TV, you see it in the leaflets. And that's what it just, you know, that's the first thing we see. And that's what we always put into the context. But I never... Would think of looking at it in terms of 
the ethical side or just even looking further yeah. into a bank to see actually where do they invest and where do they go we, what mm-hmm. is the background so I feel a bit of a and research coming on and, and when yeah, I yeah. speak or two with people, I feel. <laughs> That's I do what happened with us, yeah. I know, it it gets, yeah, it just gives that wee bit of like, oh, curiosity. Where's my curiosity going to take me? I'm going to switch <laughs> I banks, but all of a sudden I'm like, everything's changing, everything's changing now. But no, I think it's really relevant what you said because a lot of people like who might be very into ethical brands or, you know, in the whole recycling thing and, and just how they live their life probably don't even think about their actual bank accounts because that's we, yeah. we don't think about you them do we never no never is it never is no. so that I yeah like really... helen said you've got that loyalty um mm-hmm. i remember yeah. walking into tsb age 16 and opening yeah. my account yeah and you've got no real reason to change other than if there's a really attractive cash switch offer um, but yes. it's very very easy to switch a mm-hmm. bank um and so simple you don't need days. to do it lots and lots yeah. of times so yeah. and um, everyone offers incentives to swap as well now everyone has incentive to swap to get either vouchers or usually ms vouchers are always hanging around out mm, there somewhere yeah you know money back and different things and cashbacks and things so it's not like it's difficult anymore whereas before you had to go in the account and make appointment and it was time consuming mm. Do it all online. Oh, so yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, literally, it literally took me, um, I would say, well, three minutes to just even do mm-hmm. it online. And then it, you know, I did nothing. They handled it all for me. And it's just yeah, it's it's a switch. It's so easy now to be yeah, more effective and you know, more in line with what you believe um mm-hmm. quickly. Um I yeah, so I'm Sorry, I was no, going to go say, on, I think the, the things Jane said also matter, you know, it's what's mm-hmm. the rate, can I access it easily, mm, yeah. is it protected, but I think this other, it's just looking at what's that full picture, uh, so my mm. son did his switch, um, he got a nice £200, which when you're 20 years old and you start to work is, is a bonus, well, but it was nice also to... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I quid now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very but and it was also to to a more building society. So he managed to also tick his his own box about what he mm-hmm. wanted to happen to his money afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um yeah, it's uh put a bit of research in it. Yeah. Ask the yeah. questions, look around, and, and there are sources for that research. It, it can be found, it is out there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. What would you say, um, Catherine, would be a top tip for anyone listening to this this podcast now? If you are kind of in a state of overwhelm about money, because people do get into overwhelm about money, what would be your sort of one top tip for somebody that's that's in that um, position? Wow, I think my brain's just gone. There's like it's the overwhelm with money. Um, yeah. I think would be my first thing would be that's telling you something. So instead of feeling that as overwhelm and then those thoughts and feelings that come with it, acknowledge that, that, Mm. okay, I feel overwhelmed. That's my body, my mind, my life uh, telling me that this needs to be addressed. Mm. So I would see it as a real positive that that's now the start of something different. Going back to this idea that we are our own biggest financial influencers, Mm. um, is to recognize actually you can do something about this mm. um and that and when i say that i don't mean that that we're responsible and we're guilty i don't mean that at all what i mean is that if you're overwhelmed the first thing i feel feels better is actually i'm in charge um mm. i'm not powerless so i would say use that as your your cue 
Um, Recognize that this is something that's ready for you to change and that's ready to change and that you have everything you need to do that. Um, And then I think it would really depend on on why, why there's the overwhelm, because if it's absolute lack of money Mm. to not being able to manage monthly then that's quite a serious financial kind of stress yeah Yeah. um so I would definitely be signposting to some support whether that's Mm. the free support that's available or to the coaching if it's the overwhelm in that you know it's there but you don't feel like you're managing it or there's a habit that's really undermining it all and I think we often see that in um, we go online two o'clock in the morning the parcels come we mean to send them back we don't send them back and then we get into that we feel bad um, mm. and if it's that then okay well that's a habit that you can change um, obviously I'm going to say I'm here to support and you could come come and speak to to me but if it wasn't that I would really start with what's driving this get really really curious maybe mm. start with a couple of really big questions such as well what does money really mean to me or the money in my life is for, and it's like blankety blank, isn't it? Leave it alone. Mm. And start to explore connecting a purpose with you and your money. So it's not this thing that's happening to you. Mm. It is you. It's part of your energy, part of your exchange, and that you've got an opportunity to do something with. And then maybe if you get really curious is to then start looking back and thinking, what messages was I told as a child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, grandma, definitely. thanks, yeah. Gran. Money doesn't grow on trees. Well, oh, I, the, I disagree, one, Grandma, but oh, it's oh. taken me years to do that. Um and I understand why she believed that, but we pick, I think mm. because we pick it up as children when we're not in a questioning mindset, we just yeah, believe absolutely. it. So absolutely. Yeah, get really, really curious. curious. I'd love to. What, yeah. Is that the sort of thing you heard, Jane, as a child or is oh, it something absolutely. else? Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, money doesn't grow on trees all the time. But you know what? I've said it to my kids as well. I'm like, oh, have you? <laughs> where do you think my I mean, where do you think money comes from? Do you think it grows on trees? I think, oh God, no, I shouldn't say that. Because I and I, you know, it's been sat with me for years. So um but yeah, yeah it's just yeah. uh I need I need to find other I'll have to educate them better, educate them better. And, yeah. and I think to us, it is a wee bit easier these days because you can buy, get now proper children's accounts. There's apps for their phones. They can see money coming mm. in and they can understand, oh, I've spent that. I've none left. Even just starting with that whole of the, when you do spend it, it does go. And then there's none left because mm. you know how children think. No, mum, just go to that, that thing in the wall where you get the money out, you know, yeah. when they're really wee. And <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's taking them away. The magic wall, what they just press the yeah. buttons, just press those buttons, mum. And so I think things like that are a little bit easier that they can start mm. physically seeing it as well now that mm. it's not just uh, money's talked about but I don't really know where it comes from where it goes and mum buys mm. this and I get that and but physically seeing it so that's kind of where I'm starting that anyway from yeah I think um I re- yeah. remember one of my clients saying that her daughter had said oh just get, she'd said she wanted something and mum had said that's not within our budget at the moment mm. She said, well, just get dad to use his phone. Um, <laughs> so it's just going to, to magic it out. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, oh. I'd say having had children um, mm. and I obviously started young. So certainly my daughter would have heard the messages or seen mm. and picked up on the kind of financial challenges. It's never too late. Um, and the fact that as an adult, we can undo this, even if we mm. had said things to our child, Um we it's it's not a permanent thing it it can be undone um my son benefited middle son because he saw firstly the the challenges but he saw the change so he saw from 
way strong. Exactly. Yeah. And he's got an, an amazing, um, I'm, I say money motivated in a really positive way that he knows it's achievable with action. And that is the other thing. And this is going back to manifesting. We can't just sit there and say it's going to happen it's we do have to then take the actions behind it to make that happen Mm -hmm. um and I think that children you know if we've got children if they're under seven there's so many ways you can play money with them in a really good way um and I've changed I no longer say money doesn't grow on trees I'll say something like um that's not in the budget at the moment so but there are um (laughs) <laughs> there's there are many ways that we can create some more so my youngest son will set up a pet sitting business so it's almost getting creative yeah, it doesn't have yeah. to just be work does it there's a selling yeah. something or buying something it's swapping mm-hmm. um and priorities so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's i think that's another really exciting um topic of definitely. how we educate and work yeah, with our definitely. kids for those yeah, mindsets definitely. I think we had to start a lot earlier than we had ever done as children as well which is a big thing so um yeah really interesting so if we've gone through between adults to children to the ethics of the bank my gosh we have covered a lot that's fantastic <laughs> Catherine uh, one last question for you Catherine we like to ask all our guests and quite simply what is your favorite cake my favorite cake yeah Oh, no. Yeah, I'm a, I'm 50-50. Okay, so I if I was if I was in a coffee shop with you, I would order coffee and walnut cake. All right. Jake. Just love love a coffee and walnut cake. Um <laughs> if I'm at home, I'd probably do a lemon what my dad used to call a lemon brick. Um so lemon yeah. drizzle perhaps lemon, lemon drizzle. drizzle. That's lemon my drizzle favorite. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Catherine are you just trying to play I didn't, both sides honestly, of us I did didn't, you know no. have you been listening to our podcast to hear this <laughs> so funny obviously I love love coffee and walnut cake and Jane is the lemon drizzle queen amazing love that Okay, so thank you so much, Catherine. Um, If anybody's interested in hearing more about the Finfluencer, um, any of your work you do, where can we find you? Um, So you can follow me um, on Instagram. And what I'd actually ask is that you engage or share with those posts because, you know, if we've learned a little and we can share and someone else next to us can learn a little, that ripples out. Um, So it's Catherine underscore the Finfluencer. Um, I'm perpetually posting content in and around money, mindset and sustainability. So that's, that's a great place to find me. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've got focused. I've got focused. Um, so that'd be a great start. Or um, if you go onto my website, www.thefinfluencer.co.uk, I've got a couple of uh, freebies on there. So I've got one that's um, your family money tree. So it's a lovely little workbook you just download and fill in all those people and all those little messages we got from grandma, husbands, moms, dads, and just get really curious. Mm-hmm. And that will obviously pop you on my mailing list and I will share friendly, ethical, sustainable financial tips with you week on week until you unsubscribe. <laughs> or um, then, And I've got a couple of courses coming up this year as well, uh, one on money and mindset and one on how to do money with purpose. And I think that's really, really the key for me. 
Oh, thank you so, so much, Catherine, for um, joining us today on this episode. It's been really, really wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. It's lovely. You are both welcome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, our leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review.